Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about who are you? I'm Lady Bounce. And I am Picket Fence. So who are you? I've been... uh... You know, I've been called a lot of things, a lot of names, (laughs) but I believe the personalities are pretty much all the same. Word up. So all the personalities are the same. You got a mindfulness minute that's going to kick all this off. Word up. This mindfulness minute is called paying attention to just two things. My bad. Some interference back there. Paying attention to just two things. While we eat, we can try to pay attention to just two things. The food that we are eating and our friends who are sitting around us and eating with us. This is called mindfulness of food and mindfulness of community. Eating mindfully, we become aware of all the work and energy that goes into bringing the food and us together. If we are eating with others, we can notice how wonderful it is that during this time and the hectic life that we live, that we find time to sit down together and relax and enjoy a meal. We can breathe, sit and eat together with your, with your family, friends and mindfulness. This is truly community building. Mm. So I am who I am within the community that exists around me. Word up. And you are who you are at all times, no matter who's around you. Wait, mm, let's let's get into that one. That that piece about you are who you are, no matter who's around you. Let's explain on that. Expound yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, let's unpack that. Yeah, let's unpack that one. Because I think that um, a lot of times people switch up who they are. You know what I mean? Like. You said in the uh, introduction of the uh, show that, um, you know, I've been called a lot of different things, but the personalities are pretty identical. There's some, you know, differences, but for the most part, they're all the same. And what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm going to be me no matter who's around. Now, there's some things that I might not do, like I don't believe in getting my curse on in front of old folks and I'm king cursor. (laughs) I I love to curse, but I'm not going to do it in front of old folks. You know what I mean? Um, You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that I have to may have to switch up language because I might be around um, counterparts that don't understand the slang that I'm saying. I'm, I'm a king slang too. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm from, I'm from the hood, the ghetto, the projects. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a hip hop head. I'm a head to the bone marrow where, you know, uh, uh, early old school head, <coughs> excuse me, where slang is always changing and we're making up slang and only people that selective people may know the words that you're talking about. So other than that, I don't switch up like, <coughs> I'm cool, so I'm going to be cool around 
everybody. Uh, I don't take mess, so I'm not going to take mess around anybody, no matter who it is. And I can tell you about yourself, even if you're an old person, without having to cuss you out. Now, sometimes you'll push me and I have to cuss you out. But I, tr you know, I try to maintain being me. That you get me, whether you getting picket, picket fence, MC picket fence, J Web, and names that will not be mentioned here. <laughs> you know, you're still gonna get the same dude. The name just changes, and like I said, the language may change. Now we have some people that. You know, they act different around everyone that they're around. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And some people may call, you know, that two-faced or stab you in the back, talk behind your back type of thing, or somebody that's always wanting to tell somebody's business. I'm saying you may think that person is a friend, somebody that you can confide in, but as soon as you're telling them, telling them something, they can't wait to tell somebody else. You know, but then they start acting like they're your friend. You know what I mean? I, or you have... I do. <laughs> or you have people that, um, you know, they try to be friendly to you and sometimes, and then sometimes they try to force their authority over you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, say, like a work situation where, you know, the person wants, you know, one minute they acting all nice, turn around they trying to boss you around or trying to ask of you stuff that they should be doing themselves, or ask of you in a manner that's not respectful because they think they have authority over you mm. oh that, that was hitting hard right there so uh so each, each of the, the situations that you've mentioned i i've seen i've experienced i've definitely um experienced having conversations with people that I thought was a friend and then realized that very quickly the, these conversations that, that we had that I thought was just between me and you, now six or seven other people know about this conversation. Um, I can say that the one of the major pluses to that is that I, I'm mindful when I'm having conversations. So I'm not going to say that I've never said anything that got back to a person that I regretted, but I work really hard to make sure that if I do say something, if it gets back to the person, I can stand on it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be be afraid of of the conversation or, you know, an explanation, even, you know, if if that person feels that an explanation is warranted or they need more in-depth information on why I said what I said, i I pride myself on not having to have, you know, those kinds of conversations where I'm just gossiping and talking about people. Now it is hard because I, I am a talker. I like to talk to people. So it, it is, it's, it's hard sometimes not to fall into like those patterns of behaviors or, you know, of gossiping. Cause you know, they like uh, grandma used to say, if a dog will bring a bone, he'll take one away. So you have to be, you know, mindful of who you're talking to, but in the, in terms of, um, you know, who I am, I am the same all the time. You either like me, love me, or hate me. Either way, you're going to feel something. And that's fine. How you feel about me or how you perceive me is not my problem. That's not my issue. Now, where the control for me comes in at is 
living my life in a way that makes you want to respect me and respect who I am to make it so you you don't have negative you know a lot of negative things to say about me you know in in these streets as they say mm-hmm. so I you know I don't do I don't do the change up like I got a lot of names I got a lot of titles but at the core of who I am I'm always me I'm goofy I'm corny sometimes I'm funny sometimes I'm not you know depending on who I'm talking to or the situation I code switch. I try not to, you know, I, I don't cuss around old people. I'm not around a lot of old people. And I certainly, you know, watch my mouth around my students, of course, because that comes along with the territory and the professionalism of my job. I'm mm-hmm. very, um, I'm very guarded about who I allow even to be my, my friends on, on social media, because on my social media page, I am my authentic self. I am who I am. And I feel like a lot of people don't deserve to know me that way because the connection between us hasn't been established where I let you into my, to my life, into the intimate details of my life. You know, I don't put a lot of my personal business on social media anyway, cause that's just me and, you know, in general, because I am a private person and some things are just not meant for the world to see and the world to know. But the things that I do decide to share with the world, I'm sharing that because these are people in my circle that I trust. I don't have just like a lot of random, no name, you know, friends only or acquaintances, you know, on my friends list because I do pride myself on being my authentic self all the time. Even when I'm Mm. less than happy, I'm still me at, you know, at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, people entitlement. I also see that is a switch up thing. Some people, they want to feel entitlement, even though they don't really have it. So say they might be pretty humble at work but they try to be real show-offy on Facebook or any other social media platform. Uh, They might be showy in the club. They always showing you they watch, you know. Look (laughs) at my watch, man. They taking pictures. It's supposed to be they suit, but they watch right here, you know. I I, I just got a certificate from my job today, and and they putting it by they watch. You know, get out of here, you cornball. You know, and and and, and, I, and I know everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants to be feel special. You know, and, and even myself. But I want to feel special for my art. That's it. You know, when people say he's a cool dude, that I'm I'm humble and grateful about that. That's just, the, but that's not me. That's the way my mother raised me to be cool with people. So I'm appreciative of it. But the only thing I want to show off is my art. I don't need to show you my chain. I don't need to show you how many pieces of paper I have. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, I think that it's okay if you show off your, your, your achievements. But don't come with the switch up. You know what I'm saying? You try to be humble in, in all quiet and sedity at work. And then the next minute, you... you um. You're showing off on Facebook or really the, the real switch up this stuff, 
most difficult for me to really deal with is the the tough guy, the, the keyboard gangsters. <laughs> Hardcore on the key cardboard in these keyboard streets. Don't don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't switch up. And, and another one is even people that aren't being hardcore, church people try to be entitled too. I'm elder, elder son, sire, squire. Dude, you're 25. You're not an elder. First of all, you're not an elder. <laughs> I'm not going to call you elder. And I, and when people introduce themselves to me with those titles, I automatically say something crazy. Like, oh, my name's Lord so-and-so. <laughs> or God... Or pick it, or or God pick it. The mighty, I'm the mighty, mighty incredible. You know, because you know, other than that, I just tell my name is Jay Webb. One word, Jay Webb. Keep it simple. Keep it cool. Or people, you know, people that know my art, they call me Picket. You know, but I'm not gonna. I'm your like I, you know, you know for yourself. I don't like being called by Mister, even by kids. I'm not your master, but when you try to throw a title at me, I am going to slap you with one to show you how silly I think of your title. Don't switch up. Your name, Bob, I'm going to call you Bob. You know, I, I'm so, so not a, a title person that I don't even call my aunts, aunt so-and-so. I call them by their first name. Because that's their name. You so-and-so. You know what I mean? You so-and-so. And it feels funny to me when my nephews and nieces call me uncle so-and-so. Because I didn't do that growing up. I and mean, you could just call me Jay Webb. I mean, even if you're a niece or a nephew, you could just call me Pickett. I would prefer that. You know, but but that's just how I am. I'm not a switch-up dude. I'm, I'm me. I'm Jay Webb. I'm Pickett, you know? That that's who I am, and I'm not, you know. What I'm saying, I'm not. Uh, like I said, the only thing that I I change up is my language. You know what I mean. But I'm not going, you know, especially if somebody, hey, don't tell. It's so funny to me because, uh, you know, how somebody would be like, don't tell, don't tell nobody this. First thing I think of, like, who am I gonna tell anyway? <laughs> In most cases. Like, you don't even know the people I know. I'd be like, who am I going to tell anyway? You know, or I, I just don't. I, but I think that that's because people get so much um, mistrust in their life. They come across so much mistrust in their life and finding people to be switch up artists and they confide in people. And the first thing that happens, you know, the person telling them something that was supposed to be in confidentiality yeah that that uh that happens a, a a lot i mean i've i've had a lot of experiences you know with that because i um <clears throat> i've always you know had had friends or not have friends or had friends for a season or something like that so when the season of that friendship is over then to me everything you said to me during that season of friendship I'm keeping it, you know, here, I'm keeping it close to the chest because even though we're not, you know, friends or we're not as cool as we used to be, to me, there's a code. So those things are still sacred. Those things are still, you know, between you and I. 
and I've had, um, you know, people who not even like fall out, cuss out, friendship is over, that kind of thing. The friendship just kind of faded away. And then I found that things that I told them during the friendship have gotten out to other people mm. or people have asked me about it. And I, and, and I always think to myself, like, you know, that's the change up or, you know, like that, like, that's not cool. And then I, you know, I think about it, you know, in terms of like, um, maybe there's some underlying jealousy there or there was some underlying jealousy within the friendship and in the relationship that your only way to combat and deal with the jealousy that you may feel, whether it be real or made up, is to try to tear me down, you know, in the streets with other people or to tear down my credibility or she ain't all that and, and she this and she that. First, I've never said that I was anything other than what I am. You know, I certainly don't, um, I don't put on any fronts like I'm so much greater than I am. I'm super humble. I was on a, um, a training with some people from the state and the lady is giving me props for doing my job really, really well in front of all of these other intervention specialists. And I was kind of um, not embarrassed, but I was kind of like, oh my God, don't tell them that. You know, like, because I'm so humble, I don't think of the things that I do that actually are spectacular. I don't think of them as spectacular. I'm like, this is just an aspect of the job where I'm just doing what's needed. I'm doing what's being asked of me. So rarely do I toot my own horn. And so as she's, you know, tooting the horn about me, I was just kind of sitting there looking like, um, what do I do now? So I just said, thank you. And, you know, kind of smiled it away, but I was like, you know, wow, because that's so not, you know who I am. I'm not the look at my watch guy. I'm not that guy. Um, I've done a lot of great things in my life that have never, um, never seen the light of day, if you will, never been posted on social media, never been blasted just cause I'm not that showy, um, kind of person. And not to say that if you are that kind of person, anything is wrong with that. That's just not me. Mm -hmm. So in, in talking about what we're talking about today, of knowing who you are, you have to really know who you are at all times in every circle, in every situation. When you're at church, you should be the same way you are when you're sitting at a party or when you're sitting at somebody's dining room table. Mm -hmm. The core of your personality should not change based on who you're around. Word so up. If you are not you know, promiscuous, just for the, just the example coming to my mind right now. If you're not promiscuous like that at your core, then when you get out to the club, keep your shirt on. Don't be dancing on the table if that's not who you really are. Now, if you are the party girl or the party boy, do you. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But don't front because that's exhausting. We had yeah. a self-care assignment a couple of months ago that said, be your authentic self. You owe the world authenticity. Do you know how much energy it takes to be fake? And then yeah. you have to remember which personality you had on when you were around this person and which personality you had on when you were over here. I couldn't imagine having to turn on and off myself in that manner. That sounds exhausting. So when you see me, you're getting me, whether you like it, love it, hate it, you choose to leave it alone. I'm an acquired taste. You don't like the taste. That's fine too. But you're not going to change me. You're not going to change 
who I am and how I do things at my core. My core beliefs drive who I am and they drive my, my actions in every aspect of my life. So if you don't know who you are, you need to take some steps to find out who you are, what drives you, what's important to you, what makes you, you know, be who you are. Now, I don't know if do guys have to do that. Like, I know women because we're always self-reflecting. But are men like that? Are you always self? Like, who am I? Uh, maybe as a kid, I, I can't speak for other other guys because guys, you know, I ain't, I know like guys be now that I see well a younger generation of guys, I see them doing some stuff that just dudes from my generation don't do. And I don't want to get on no generation bashing. I'm not a person that practices ageism, but I just see them moving a lot differently than guys that are my age and guys that are older than me. Cause I learned from guys that were older than me on how guys operate. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, we were listening to, um, sister soldier interview earlier today <clears throat> excuse me and she was talking about that kids don't want to learn kids don't read kids cannot take criticism uh. and you know and and adding on to her this isn't what she said but adding on to that kids think that it's okay to live in a make-believe fantasy world and in my generation it was all about keeping it real keeping it authentic keeping it original um, so as a kid, I think that I did a lot of reflecting on who I am um, and not only who am I, but what do I want to be? You know, it's just like, you know, when you go to kindergarten, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, fireman, I want to be a policeman, you know, and I think at an early age, I was able to find out what I wanted to do, you know, uh, and I think that we... Um, my my boy, uh, I ain't gonna say no name, but I have a lot of friends to talk about. This generation is soft, real soft, is because, and the reason he says that is because we have this. It, it's just a weird thing to even explain. We're like, 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 so you can't criticize them. So if you can't criticize them, when will they take the time to criticize themselves? You know, and and adolescent stage is about learning and growing and, and self-improvement along with guided self-improvement and self, you know, you know, someone guiding you and along with yourself learning to be better than yesterday. And I think that we have so much soft teaching that you can't talk to kids. You have to say certain words to them. You know, you, 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 there's no real freedom of speech, you know, and you can't keep it real with them because if you keep it real with somebody, you might get canceled. You know, I don't care if nobody canceled me. I am not a series. You can't cancel me. <laughs> I am life itself. I am a true living God. You can't cancel me. I am life itself. But, you know, you can't talk to people because you can't say certain things. You know, this is probably a bad example, but uh, I saw somebody post about, what song makes you dance? Somebody says, uh, Chris Brown, I love his music. You can't love his music. He beats women. But we don't talk about the women that beat him. You know, you can't be forgiven. You can't grow. So I don't know if 
guys nowadays in a younger generation are always self-analyzing. They, I would think that they probably do it more because it's live because they want people to live in fear. Mm. Like I said, that fear of I might get canceled or I might say the wrong thing or nobody's going to like me. You know, so they probably do a lot more self reflecting and internalizing, but I don't think that it's for a positive outcome. It's not, um, how can I grow from this? How can I be better? How can I be stronger? How can I be smarter? It's more of, woe is me. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> Let me put on some more sad music to make me feel more sad. They say it's okay to be sad instead of getting your up and get moving. <laughs> get up, get out and get something. <laughs> you know, and I think that's just part of the programming we have now. Now, there's nothing wrong, and let me be clear. There's nothing wrong with people who really suffer from depression, who really suffer from sadness um, and any other type of mental issue. The problem is that we're teaching people to not heal from it. We're, we're teaching people to dwell in it. Yes. And that's the problem. That is, that is, that is. And then it, it comes across as, uh, it's not, but it comes across as you're making excuses. Oh, I was depressed today, so I couldn't do this. Oh, my, my anxiety got the best of me, and I've been in bed for three days. Okay, well, now what? Right. You know, you, you have to decide how long are you going to suffer. You know, these are conditions that people have. They are real conditions, but you can choose to suffer through them or move through them. You know, Mm -hmm. It is it, about it's about perspective. It's about, you know, what do you see on the other side? Do you see it, uh, an other side? And if you don't see an other side, then, you know, therapy, books, uh, YouTube has some great videos, you know, to help with those kinds of things. Meditation, mindfulness. There's a myriad of things that you can do so you can bounce back in a lot of ways. So you're not suffering. You don't right. have to suffer. And right. we've gotten so comfortable with suffering that right. we often forget there's a way to heal. There's a way to move on. There's a way to fix. Right. Because you know, we're, we're comfortable with the suffer. Yeah. What are you going to do to move from that? Yes, you have depression. If you're if you have depression, we love you. What are you going? What steps are you going to take to to uh, heal yourself? or if not even heal yourself to, to manage your depression. You know, uh, if no matter what your issue is, um, what are you going to do to towards healing or managing instead of, like you said, just dwelling and using it as an excuse? No, I'm not saying you're not depressed. What I'm saying is what are some tools that you can use? And if you don't know any tools, reach out to people that can help you and give you tools to manage or heal. You know, we, we said it plenty of times on the show before and in real life, don't ever be afraid to go to therapy. Black people need therapy too. Uh -huh. Kids need therapy too. Adults need therapy. Old people need therapy. If it's okay, 
why wouldn't you want to have help and support? You know what I mean? Exactly. So so that leads us into our self-care assignment for this week. All right, what we do? What we're going to do is write down three things that you love about yourself. Next to that, write down three things that you want to improve about yourself. And next to that, write down one step towards improvement. What is one thing you could do to improve on the three things that you want to improve on? So you have three things that you love about yourself, three things that you want to improve, and one thing that you're going to do to work on those three improvements. And that's our self-care assignment for this week. I like that. Now to my favorite part of the show. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Brain science, 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 science. All right. So today we're going to talk about who are you when nobody's watching. And I'm going to give you some concrete things. I believe in concrete. I don't believe in just telling you to do something. I'm going to tell you so you can act, right? So who are you when no one is watching? The moments that define who we truly are are created when no one is watching. When our heart pushes us to do something simply because it caused to be done, that is someone who leads when no one is watching. When your soul aches to be seen and your voice to be heard, you have become passionate even though no one is watching. So many people seem to think that dreams, visions, grand plans, inventions, and creative births are reserved for writers, inventors, composers, and artists. That such heights are not attainable for ordinary people with ordinary vocations, ordinary families, and ordinary relationships. I disagree with that kind of thinking. I believe we can all be extraordinary in our ordinary lives. Each one of us can look toward the stars and every one of us can shine. So who are you when no one is watching? Those are the moments where you're defining yourself. Those moments when the only reward is choosing to do something for no other reason than to prove to yourself that you could do it, to prove that you can be extraordinary. So lead from within, choose courage, resist compromise, be the person you are meant to be so that you can be your extraordinary self. So Lady Bounce, how do we get there? I'm glad you asked. Four-dimensional thinking will help you clarify your life. What is four-dimensional thinking? It is a way to start asking better questions about your life. When you know who you are and what you want, you gain confidence and clarity in how you live your life. And who you are and what do you want, there's a book written by Mick uh, Yukija and Robert Lober, and they write about four-dimensional thinking to help you get your life on track. So according to the authors, there are four questions that you need to ask yourself, just four. Who are you and what do you want? Where are you and why are you there? What will you do and how will you do it? Who are your allies and how will they help? So if you do the self-care assignment, You're going to write down those three things you love about yourself, the three things that you want to improve upon, and the one thing, the one step you're going to take to do it. Using these four-dimensional thinking questions will help you. Who are you? What do you want? Where are you? Why are you there? And if you don't know why you're there, 
sit with that for a minute. That may not be where you should be. You know what I mean? It might be time to make a, make a move, take a leap. Word up. What are you going to do and how are you going to do it? And the biggest part, who are your allies? Who mm-hmm. is your cheerleading team? Who is your go-to people that are going to help hold you accountable in a positive way? Word up. Give you positive reinforcement to keep going. And, and that's what I wanted to tie all this back to the mindfulness minute about gathering with friends. It specifically talked about eating, but when you gather with friends, period, say if it's, you know, let's talk about eating. You, you're meeting for lunch, you're meeting for dinner, you're having a barbecue, and everybody likes food, so let's keep it about food. Instead of that gossip, that switch up, be mindful of the food that you're eating. Be mindful of the preparation it took to have that food. Be mindful of of all the hard work that you've done throughout that week until you've gotten to that point where you're meeting with your friends. Be mindful of, um, you know what I'm saying, that it, the drinks that you're drinking, what it took to get that drink. Be mindful of the time that you now have to be with your friends. If you're really concentrating on all those things, there won't really be any time for any gossip. I like that. Word up. Your team. Yeah, your team. Your, your team. squad. Your squad. Wow. Your yeah. crew. Yeah, your crew. But Gangs, crews, wow. clicks. <laughs> yes, a click. I haven't heard that in a long time. Word up. So that's our show for today. Thank you for flying with us. Continue to fly with us. You can find us on all social media and podcast platforms. I'm your boy, Picket Fence. And I'm Lady Bounce. I got to shout out my girl, Lakeisha Nicole, for the shirt. You can find her at ambitionmagazine.com. She's got merch. She's got a magazine. You can even customize your shirts. So shout out Lakeisha Nicole, Black Business. Support that lady doing her thing. I'm Lady Bounce. Your picket fence. We out of here. Peace.